Hey everybody, and welcome to Podcast 64, where I make some comparisons. Enjoy the show! So I would like to talk about something that I haven't talked about in a while, but I think is very important to me. And I think it's important to all gamers, you know, otherwise I wouldn't bring it up. Lately I have been having a super good time playing with my friends online. And I've been playing quite a bit alone, because I want to get, you know, some more skill points and have more versatility so that when we do play together, I can fill out, you know, different kinds of roles. But I noticed in addition to the fact that I'm getting about triple or quadruple the experience while grouped as opposed to by myself, I'm also not necessarily enjoying that time playing by myself as much. And so in some cases I might be playing more than, you know, I otherwise would if I had an option to do something else. And I think I've come to the conclusion that the reason for that is because I really don't have any time to relax. As I mentioned now and then, I have been homeless for a number of years. And so my life basically consists of me always being in a public space where there's people moving around, and there's bright lights, and there's usually constant music blasting. Either that, or you know, I have to go be in my car somewhere by myself. And there's not a lot of places to just, you know, be in my car and sit and relax, as it were. Same kind of conditions usually. It's usually in a parking lot somewhere and there's, you know, almost always people around. And it just makes a really huge difference in terms of how I feel, you know, when I have that alone time, when I have that time to shower and relax. And I think back to days, you know, when I was in a home and I could just, you know, watch TV or just, you know, not even really do much of anything and just kind of look around in the backyard, you know, watch the squirrels or the birds play and stuff. And just, you know, relax, not worry about things, not be online on the computer necessarily. You know, sometimes I would be. But I think gaming as a whole is greatly enhanced when you are playing to enjoy it, to have a good time. And you are coming out of sort of a, a rest or relaxed position as opposed to feeling like you need to do it. Because as I said, you know, a lot of times I'm in public space. So whether, you know, I'm playing games or watching shows or not, you know, there's going to be that noise and that constant blah, blah, blah all around me of stuff going on. So it's like a lot of times I do play games or watch shows, even if I don't want to, just to sort of block out the, the noise of everybody around me. So I can't tell you how to relax that works for you. I know what works for me is sometimes taking a bath, or, you know, watching a movie, maybe. Like I said, sometimes just chilling in the backyard, watching the animals run around and do their thing. Maybe watch, you know, a TV show or two and just have everything kind of quiet in the room around me. But, you know, then when you're relaxed, you know, go back to your game. Or if you have a raid coming up, you know, relax before your raid, you know, so that you have some time to just unwind and be ready for the raid. And I think if you game... 
you know, in a relaxed position where you don't feel stressed out or you, you know, you come home from work and then you jump right on the computer, you know, that's no good. Take maybe, you know, 15 minutes or a half an hour just to relax and, you know, put your stuff down, unwind, you know, at least a little bit. And I think you might find that you enjoy your gaming time quite a bit more when you are more relaxed as opposed to, you know, just playing whenever because you feel like you need to. I'm going to compare The Secret World to Guild Wars 2 because it's kind of inevitable and everybody will do that because they're coming out right around the same time as one another. For this comparison, we have to completely ignore the fact that Guild Wars 2 has no subscription because if you added that in, it's basically an instant win pretty much no matter what because the fee at, you know, 15 a month adds up really fast and you just really can't compare a no subscription game to a game that has a monthly fee. Now I'm willing to compare the two based on this because of the fact that like I said before I really think the secret world isn't going to be able to hang on to that subscription for very long so I'm guessing within six months maybe a year if they really really cling to it they'll be able to hold on and still be able to charge that subscription. I think once Guild Wars 2 does come out, they're going to take a really big hit to their subscription numbers if they still have, you know, that same 15 a month monthly fee. Sure, a lot of people will say, you know, Guild Wars 2 is free so I can afford my monthly fee game plus Guild Wars 2. But I don't know. I think between the two, if there is a new player, somebody is going to gravitate towards the game that has no monthly fee. This is also based on the fact that I have played The Secret World for almost three played days now. And I have played maybe half that much time in the Guild Wars 2 beta. So again, you know, it's kind of balancing a launched game versus something that's still in beta. So again, that's still a little bit, you know, kind of different. So these will be grouped kind of by category. And I'll just go through them sort of one at a time. The first category is the skill and class system. The secret world has no classes. You can pretty much build any class you want based on what skills you pick. They have what they call decks, which are some suggested pre-builds, or you can just totally make up your own, depending on which skills you like to use. This allows for a lot of flexibility, but it also generates a lot of confusion with players who aren't used to something like a collectible card game where you collect, you know, basically whatever you want into a deck. There are 500 total skills. And of those, you pick seven active skills and seven passive skills at any given time. And it will take you probably quite a while to build them all up. I think at last check, I had around 150. And that was, you know, again, like three days played. You do seem to build them up pretty quick once you get going, as it were. When you start out, it is a little slower to get the points. But I do think it will be, you know, quite a while for you to get them all if you were, you know, interested in doing that. Guild Wars 2 has a class system. Each class is somewhat flexible, though, because they can use a number of different weapons. 
and the skills are all based on which weapon you pick. Your main hand weapon will determine the first three abilities, and your offhand item will determine the last two of a total five abilities for each weapon. If you have a two-handed weapon, it will take up, you know, all five slots. You have access to five more abilities, which are bought through various talents, depending on which class you have. And each number key can slot a different kind of ability, from what I recall. So you are somewhat focused in your direction. I would say that the more traditional style of Guild Wars 2 does make it a lot easier for players to know what their specific role is in general, as well as, you know, what they can sort of expect to play as a whole. Each class does have some flexibility, like I have been focusing on Guardian, which is primarily sort of a heavy fighter, but they also have an ability that allows them to do sort of magical range damage, and they can also do sort of a, a DPS role, so there is flexibility. I would say in the category of class and skill systems, this is pretty much a tie. While the Secret World offers a lot more depth and a lot more, I guess you could say, personal specialization, it can generate a lot of confusion as to, you know, what the player should do and their sort of focus. And while Guild Wars 2 has a lot of clarity in terms of how the character should build in focus, they don't have quite as much flexibility. The next section would be graphics. The Secret World has DirectX 11, and you can turn on several DirectX 11 features. I do not have a system powerful enough to turn them on without really crippling myself, so I'm going to assume that turning them on all the way would look really amazing. Guild Wars 2 does not use DirectX 11 from what I recall. They are on the older DX9, but they have very clear sharp graphics that run really quickly. One of the limitations with The Secret World is that while the graphics are really awesome looking, they can have some issues, like some shadow issues popping in and out, but there are some very noticeable issues compared to Guild Wars 2. However, I would also consider this category a tie. While The Secret World might look a lot better, especially as time goes on, Guild Wars 2 looks really good and runs really great and smooth. So I think a lot of people would be more willing to forgive the sort of older graphic style in terms of effects because it looks really, really nice and runs really well. In terms of content, The Secret World seems short unless you go running over the whole zone looking for quests all over the place. You can only hold one story quest, one dungeon quest, one sort of main quest, and then three side quests at any given time. So unlike traditional games where you pick up as many quests as you want until you hit some large quest cap, you're capping at six quests total, and you can't even really count the dungeon or the main quest, so you're really kind of capping at four quests. So it seems really kind of limiting. However, again, you have to sort of run all over the zone to find the quests. So by the time you run out, you do your quest, you run back, you know, there's probably a quest you passed on the way and you'll go, oh yeah, I can go back to that other quest and pick it up. Guild Wars 2 is similarly short on content feeling. Again, that might be a state of the beta. But it does have random cycling events. So there is the potential to see new and different things when you do run through an area. Even with the short beta experience I've had so far, there have been times where I've played through an area and then logged in later or logged in the next day and saw something going on that I didn't see there before. 
So unlike the secret world, which is a completely static environment, there are things that are changing and evolving, and you might see something that you didn't see before and be like, oh, hey, this is really cool. In this category, I would say Guild Wars 2 is a win. As I said before, I think Funcom really made a mistake by not including rotating events. I think that a completely static world is way too old school for 2012. They might be able to patch it in later. But again, I think this is something that is really part of the core engine, and I don't think they'll be able to do it easily or quickly. I got a chance to do an instance in the secret world. It is sort of single death with no resurrection. If you die, you sort of wait at the resurrection point, and you can't exit that point until the boss you were fighting is either beaten or everybody else in your party dies, you know, and everybody is sort of tagged out, as it were. This makes combat a very different experience in that you sort of have one life to live, as it were. If you get beaten during a fight, that's pretty much it. You're going to go down really quickly. If it's the tank or healer, there's pretty much no saving it. So that should lead to a lot more tactical and cautious fights. I ran through the dungeon a couple of times, and the experienced people were just kind of running around not really being very serious about it. So it's kind of hard to judge, you know, if that system will hold true or not later on. But again, it was the first dungeon of about three that I have access to. And I have heard from people that have said, if you don't really pay attention and get your stuff together, you're just going to get destroyed later on. I have not done an instance in Guild War 2. I have seen a few videos on it. But one of the videos was a developer video, and they said that they plan on you dying and resurrecting right after you die. In this one video, he said there's this encounter with these two bosses, and they sort of expect several players to die during the combat and resurrect and come running back right away. So that to me seems kind of odd that the developers would plan on you getting killed and running back right away and sort of, as they say, zerging the bosses. It just doesn't seem very interesting tactically to me. It's like you can just keep resurrecting and running back and running back and running back. Granted, if you're having a hard time, this could be more fun in that it would be, you know, less stressful because you have less chance of getting stuck and being unable to beat the boss. But for me, I would rather have a battle where I have to think tactically and act carefully than just throw myself against the boss and keep fighting and fighting and fighting until, you know, you finally beat him through attrition. So I would say in the category of dungeons that the secret world wins. Character origin and story. The secret world is exactly the same for everyone. In the introduction video, only the last few minutes of, you know, your character beginning is really different. I won't spoil it for anybody, but there's the same sort of this mysterious thing is happening to you, what's going on, you figure out your powers over the next few days, and then whatever faction you're in sort of comes and introduces themselves and you go to their starting area. So that's where it gets a little bit different. But everybody has the exact same training mission. You go to your main faction area for a short while, and then everybody is sent to the exact same zone. So there really isn't any difference between the three factions, really hardly at all, except for a very small number of quests. With Guild Wars 2, even the introductory video, before you started the game, is based on different sort of aspects of your character you've selected. So your story for your character in Guild Wars 2 is very personalized based on what you have chosen. And from what I recall, as you go along and do different story-based goals, depending on which you succeed or which you fail at, that will also alter your personal story. 
So this is very clearly a win for Guild Wars 2, because there really isn't any difference between the characters in the secret world. And if you take it to the level of a character in a faction compared to another character in that same faction, their story is the exact same. So again, clear win for Guild Wars 2 in this regard. The final category I would like to compare is sound and ambience. The secret world sounds really good, but it's also kind of really repetitive and there's not a whole lot there. Like if you're transitioning from one area to another area, you might hear very different effects. Like if you go into a forest, you might hear little bugs and sort of shuffling noises. If you go near a haunted house or something, you might hear some ghost noises. But again, since it's a persistent world, these noises are always there in these areas. There's a little bit of music from what I recall, but it is pretty sparse and it is, again, very repetitive. You always hear the same music, you always hear the same ambience in the same areas. They don't change up a whole lot. And while it is cool to listen to, I'm not rocking out to it or anything. It's been a while since I've played Guild Wars 2, but I remember the music and the ambience being very good but not hearing very much of it. It could be the state of the beta and that there's not a whole lot of it in the game yet. And I do recall that it was so repetitive, I turned it down pretty quickly. Combat music would always come on and sort of the same ambience would always be in the area pretty much all the time. I don't recall that changing very often. I would say this area is pretty much a tie. Overall, even though I think there are slightly more wins in favor of Guild Wars 2, I think they're actually pretty much tied. There are some cool advances and changes with the secret world in terms of advancing the genre, but there's also, as I mentioned previously, a lot of really old school elements that really hold it back. Guild Wars 2 has a lot of things that are sort of simplifying and streamlining the genre, and there is a very cool bonus for the rotating events. But those have actually been done in other games, so they aren't actually really all that new. While the skill system is very new and different, and it's action style, so that is also different than most games, The Secret World is also action style, I think it seems a little too restricted to me. Like I had one character and I was using a two-handed greatsword, and I decided to try out a different character class, and I picked up a two-handed greatsword. And as I unlocked the abilities, I found out they were the exact same five abilities. So while the developers at ArenaNet say the skills are based on the weapon, I think they mean exactly that. And no matter which class you're playing, it's the exact same for each weapon. Not, you know, each weapon for weapon, but like, you know, two-handed greatsword is the same for any character who uses two-handed greatsword. So again, it's really difficult to declare a clear winner if you ignore the fact that the secret world has that monthly fee if you add on that monthly fee it's pretty difficult to recommend getting the secret world over guild wars 2 unless you know you're used to paying that monthly fee and you're okay with that i think though once that monthly fee comes off and again i, I really think it's going to come off a lot quicker than funcom would like i think um you know, depending on your style, if you want modern horror and a lot of really deep story about the world, The Secret World is the way to go. And if you want sort of a, a deeper story about your personal character and your journey, Guild Wars 2 might be more your style. 
So hopefully my ramblings have given you something to think about, and that's all I can think of. This last section will be a very short section, probably. I was doing a little bit of crafting in the secret world. If you can really kind of call it crafting. It's just kind of sticking some stuff in a window and pushing assemble and that's about it. Not really crafting per se. And I was thinking that I haven't really liked a crafting skill since I played World of Warcraft and did gem crafting. And I'm thinking about how I like cooking, I like podcasting, I've done some audio work making some songs and silly stuff for Death Before Dishonor. And I really like doing all of that stuff. Not to mention, you know, my website about, you know, PC gaming and all that. So there are a lot of sort of real world crafting activities that I do that I do enjoy. So I'm like, well, why don't I like gaming crafting? And this has sort of been in the back of my head for quite some time. As longtime listeners might recall, I have mentioned crafting off and on. But I think I have come to the conclusion that most games are too simple and not personal, and that's why I get bored with the crafting. I think things that allow you to have a personal touch to it, with sort of item stats and different kind of sockets you can put into it, I think that kind of thing would interest me. Like gem crafting with Warcraft, you have all these different gem types and gem cuts, and you can make them into different things that boost different ways. I found that pretty cool and interesting, because then I could take you know, I have this slot, this slot, and this slot. Okay, what kind of gems do I want? And I had this whole chart figured out, you know, what kind of stats are boosted by which gems. And I was pretty into it, and that was a lot of fun. But again, I haven't seen any system that I have enjoyed since then. With The Secret World, I'm actually enjoying just finding a glyph, as pretty much what they call gems in The Secret World, and pairing that with an existing weapon that just has a socket for it. I think that is much more fun than actually making an item, you know, and saying, you know, I made this item. Especially since it's like you make the item and that's really it. You don't have any control over what it is. Like if you want to make a sword, you make a sword, period. There's like no variance beyond that. So I don't know if this has really been helpful or interesting to anybody. But I think after many months at least of thinking about crafting and why I like crafting sort of type things in the real world, but I don't like them in gaming, I thought maybe I would share my conclusion about me, and um, you know, maybe it helps you guys in some way. So that is it for this Rabbit's Ramblings podcast. Ta-da! Hopefully everybody had a good time. I had kind of a hard time thinking of stuff to talk about. So hopefully the topics were interesting to you. 
I'm having sort of another shift in my recording windows. So I am going to be recording on Sunday from now on. And that will probably be, you know, a full week in advance of when the Saturday podcast comes out. If it does not come out on a Saturday, don't freak out. That probably means I couldn't think of anything to talk about. And I didn't want to record somewhere weird, like in my car, in a parking area or whatever. And so you can probably expect to see it the following day, you know, on Sunday. Probably around 3 o'clock Pacific time. Hopefully I can think of plenty of stuff to think about and get the podcast out at the regular time. Although again, you know, the information will be upwards to a week old. And, you know, we'll have a sort of struggling, sad period where I change over and get used to it. And, you know, I may change my mind about how I want to do things and record differently. Or, you know, my regular podcasting windows may still come up. I don't know. As long as my life is still sad and out of my hands to control... I have to take what I can get, and that's pretty much as good as it gets. So that's it for this time, and hopefully I will see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. I reflect on my reflection, and I ask myself, the question What's the right direction To go I don't know I would say that the more traditional I would say that the more traditional yeah. Well the system it, Well the school yeah. And and, 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 and. You can use a good kiss! You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html if you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at rabbitdot.com. It's rabbit.com, but with not a period. When you type rabbit's ramblings, don't use the space. And be sure to put the number one in place of I whenever you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2012 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.